Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, I'm glad you can join me today. Uh, This is Todd Krieger, and I have talked uh, a lot about the concept of gaslighting. And gaslighting is this concept where uh, you end up manipulating somebody, probably so you don't have to deal with your own stuff, and uh, make the other person feel crazy or uh, or self-doubting. And I've talked about that in, in other in other talks, uh, but today I want to talk a little bit about what I call micro gaslighting. Micro gaslighting, to me, is my own term. I don't think you'll find it anywhere else. But when I work with couples, which I do a lot of work with couples, as many of you know, I find that we gaslight each other in little ways, and it can add up to a person being left feeling, "What's wrong with me?" or maybe. I, uh, I have no right to feel the way I feel or think the way I think. And so it's really important for us to understand uh, why we do that, how often we do that, and, and what it looks like and what it sounds like. So, for example, when a couple has a conversation and they have emotions on it, let's say anger, and one person comes to the other person and says, I'm really angry at you, typically... The typical reaction is one of defense. And defense can lead to denial, and it can lead to not validating the other person. It's difficult to validate the other person's experience, which is not agreeing with the other person's experience. Validating and agreeing are two very different things, as we will talk about some more right here. It's Instead of that, we protect ourselves. We defend ourselves. We try to make the other person wrong. We deflect. We'll do anything but just sit, look for what's going on in the other person, and understand it and be curious and validate. So, again, there's more subtle forms of this gaslighting. Again, it's not the same as people who are uh, going around as a habit manipulating and hurting others. Some Some gaslighters are narcissistic, sociopathic, all of the above. It's not what we're talking about here, but there are those daily defenses, denying reactivity that leads to a sense of I'm being made to feel like there's something wrong with me. And again, a lot of the people I see, they're not gaslighters, as we say. They're just trying to defend themselves. But it is harmful. It is harmful. So what we're really doing is we're avoiding certain feelings and sometimes we avoid feelings because it triggers things from our past for example if you have a person who brought up in a family where they had a very critical parent and your partner has a complaint about you which people do you're not going to always be perfect what it ends up happening is you might you might get really angry overreactive at least it would seem like you are uh, or get totally avoiding and get away and leave. Some people would even just leave for a, a significant period of time. 
what is that about? It's about that what's going on there is about something that happened in your past. It triggers a negative belief. But as you deal with that negative belief by fight or flight, it doesn't attune. You're not attuning to your partner. So you're not able to, to make the other person feel like they matter, that they're felt. So I'm going to give you uh, a technique or two that could help you develop the emotional muscle so that instead of those micro gaslightings of your partner, uh, instead you will help that person feel more real. Think about this. When a little baby has a, an emotion, an experience, if the parent's able to tune into it, it literally makes the child feel real. And if you had the kind of parent that wasn't good at consistently, not I'm saying 100% of the time, but at least consistently tuning into you and acknowledging your fear, acknowledging your anger, acknowledging your excitement and your joy as well, then it, it, the child is left like, you know, maybe my experiences aren't real. It's very powerful. And they've actually been able to show neurobiologically how that works. With couples, it's very similar. We need to make the other person feel real and our own self-protective defenses. Instead, we do those micro gaslightings that question their own reality. Maybe it is, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have a right to want what I want. Maybe my expectations are too high. So it's easy then to go to, to quick to blame and to deny because of that. So I wrote a few notes here, so I'm just looking to see if there's anything I want to say. So, so the important thing then to, to, to combat that is the practice of tuning in, attunement. Attunement is the sense of I'm with you. If my partner has a complaint towards me, sure, I might have a defensive reaction, depending on how self-confident I already am or what the complaint is about. Give you an example. Let's say a person comes from a family where they didn't have a lot of money and they were struggling and their partner came from a family where there was a very critical father or mother. And let's say it's a, dad, it's a man, he had a critical mother, just to make this clearer. And he, um, he now wants to change jobs uh, to better himself, but it triggers his wife's anxiety because she grew up in a family where there wasn't a whole lot of money. And she goes, you're going to leave this job. It's just a secure job. And this money, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not, it's, it's not a whole lot more money. And I think you should stay there. And, and he gets angry because he feels like he can't do enough. He's hearing the critical voice of his dad or his mom in this case. And the mom, uh, the wife is just getting triggered. She doesn't want to be poor ever again. So this is an example of a couple might just, instead of tuning into each other and take turns acknowledging each other, that instead they just get real self-protective with each other. And one person feels you have no, you know, left like maybe, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I, I shouldn't be asking him to stay in the same job. And maybe she, he's going, well, you know, maybe I'm really not good enough. Maybe my mom was right. You know, that kind of thing. Where all that's going on is, both people are self-protective and not able to tune into each other. So here's a few things that you can do to combat that. One is a communication technique that I've 
talked about with many clients and uh, in some of my other articles and videos and everything. And it's called playing catch. Playing catch is where you practice taking turns. Just like you have a catch with one ball, you throw the ball, one person throws it, one person catches it. In this case, one person expresses, the other person listens. And what you want to do as a listener is drop your agenda. This is a, a practice where you get receptive to your partner and tune in without getting reactive and defensive. This is, there's no agenda except, except to tune into the other person, just like a journalist to the person they're reporting on. So you have no agenda. Now, you do have an agenda, but you put it aside and you'll pick it up when it's time to, uh, for you to throw your ball. So it's learning to take turns. I'm not going to go into even more specifics of this, but I'll be happy to help you if you're interested. There's probably some articles I've written somewhere about it. Or just email me and I'll go into more detail. Or contact me in, you know, in any way you can. Go to my website and I will explain in more detail the fine-tuning of how to have a good game of catch in terms of uh, the emotional uh, giving and receiving. This is very different than what a lot of people do, which is avoid altogether, or they avoid their feelings by having, I would say, one person takes their creative tennis balls, and the other takes their creative tennis balls, and they're throwing a lot of balls at each other. Nobody's catching it. What is that doing? It's distracting them from feeling. It gets them to avoid. Gaslighting is all about avoidance. My phrase, micro-gaslighting, is these little avoidances of not wanting to feel a certain feeling that people do and they don't validate the other person. The other technique, which I love, and I will explain it uh, in its detail because it's pretty simple, is called the disarming technique. The disarming technique literally does that. It disarms the other person. It takes away the negative intensity of a communication. And the key here is to look for the truth in what the other person is saying, even if it seems mostly untrue or unfair. So, for example, we all have our different perceptions. And sometimes a partner might say to you, you never listen. I don't recommend never. I think that's a very provocative word. Don't recommend it. But let's say your partner says, you never listen to me. Instead of you saying, that's a crock of blah, 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 you end up saying, you look for the truth. You know, there are many times I don't. I get focused on what I'm doing and I tune you out. I know I've done that. And I maybe I just did it right now, but I know I've done it before. You're not saying you're right. I never, I, I never ever listen to you because if you don't believe that, then that's ridiculous to say. But you're looking for the truth in what the other person is saying. And you own as much of it as you can. That is a challenge for us because it takes a desire to tune in. It takes a desire to grow and to grow up and to allow uh, this tension to be without immediately trying to reduce it by doing these micro gaslighting, fight or flight, invalidating communications. So you tune in and you to do part of playing catch is asking for more information. 
which is the opposite of the reflex. So you could actually combine disarming with playing catch. So you feel like I never listened to you. Okay, so I, you know, I definitely didn't just now, and as many times I haven't, and your partner will probably at that point shake their heads. And then you say, tell me more. And so this is the beginning of the reverse of these micro gaslighting. It builds connection. You learn to develop the kind of relationship where you don't have to prove the other person wrong to feel okay. So I just wanted to say that, wanted to talk about gaslighting from a little bit of a different perspective, sort of like the everyday perspective. And I'm here, like I said earlier, to be helpful in any way. Just contact me. Uh, again, my website's www.toddkrieger.com, T-O-D-D-C-R-E-A-G-E-R.com. And through that, you can always contact me and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions or help even more if you'd like that. So I'm signing off. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.